This is the last stand. It's all good, man. It's a special edition. Marcus from Zone 3 to the 703, man. Welcome, man. How does it feel to be up here? You know, how you enjoying yourself? We in Cletus's crib. So, you know, we've done an episode before here in Cletus's crib when uh, Quissy joined us and we were talking about the Gunners' chances of winning the league. Well, you know, we talked about potentially doing a sequel, but the way we tricked it off, <laughs> you know, we had to move on, you know. But, uh, Cletus, how you living, man? Thanks hey, for man. having us, of course. You know, thanks for being a great host, man. How you living? You know, it's Friday, working hard as always, you know, trying to get that, you know, get the block, free bands. It's holiday season around the corner. Hey, and, holiday uh, you, season. You know, Thanksgiving is next week. So, uh, you know, we're going to just do some random kicking shit, you know, having fun. But uh, we're going to start because this is three-fifths of champagne soccer. So we got to talk about some soccer topics. But we're going to get into music, all that. But uh, let's start with uh, your op. Minus 10 points, Marcus. Everton, you know, financial fair play breaches. They won three of their last five. They go from 14th place to 19th. It's finally their time to get relegated, right? How, how do you feel about the decision? Hey, man, I don't know really if we uh, should be all the way positive to see one of the, you know, historic teams in they our are. league drop down. But, hey, man, I love to see Pickford in the championship. <laughs> you deserve that shit. He's getting so fast. Okay. You thought I ain't forgot about might you go taking... To, might go to Chelsea. Relax. I know. I yeah, know. you know. You need an Englishman. I think he would actually be all right with y'all. <laughs> and, and we have talked about finding a bag of goalkeepers. So hey. hey, man. Let, let Sanchez go back to his rightful spot on the bench. <laughs> He's been doing all right, but we know the truth. But, uh, yeah, so I do agree with you. They are a historic club, but... They need to bounce. I'm tired of them. They've been playing around on the line for too long. I feel like as a historic club, they've done a disservice to the league and they're especially mostly their fan base for wasting money, not being smart with managerial decisions. And it's disgusting that these this club, why are they spending so much and they're always in the relegation zone? I don't understand it. This is Misuse of funds. Cletus, as a, as a man, you know, that is a smart man about business. You are Chelsea FC, the greatest business club we've seen. In the past 20 years, 30 years. Come on. Years. So what's going on, man? From your perspective, what, what did they do wrong? No consistency. Look at the managers they're bringing in. Look at the players that got in. He, he, I see Wobie running out there, and I say, what is it Wobie doing? He's actually been all right. He's actually been one of their best players, but that's the point. Well, well, you yeah, see, you see yeah, that, they, that's, that's the and they, they thank you for that overpay. We needed it. Thank you. So you know, it, you just question, you know, the leadership, the management. What's their vision, ambition? Are you just looking quick revenue, or are you trying to really move and go to the top of the league and make that money? What are you looking to do? Yeah. That's that's a fact, and um, I mean, when you got Dominic Calvin Lewis. Wait, what is this? Let me look it up again. I think it Injury was three, reserve. three yeah. goals in nine matches. Yeah. And that's the guy winning the three. That's, yeah, that's decent, but that's not enough. I mean, it was enough until they got minus 10 points. 
They actually was doing all right this year. They was moving on up. Now they locked up. Like two plays. So now they got this is like Hunger Games. Now they gotta get out of the Hunger Games. Just hey man. It's crazy. And we doing a trade. It looked like we we gonna swap Leicester for for Everton. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. I mean, that's I I agree. I mean, right now they have the table is sixteenth Bournemouth with nine points. Luton Town is 17th with six points. Mm. Sheffield is 18th oh, with they five points. They've already yeah. updated. Everton is 19th with four points, and Burnley <laughs> is 20th with four points. So, I mean, technically, they can get back out of it. That's what I'm saying. They're like, just two points. points behind Luton and five points behind Bournemouth. So, yeah, tra- the trenches. The nigga loses 10 points and they're still going to skip. Yeah, they're still. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Damn. I need City to lose 30. Yeah. There's no way around it. City, 30, 35. Yeah, we need them to lose 30 Min- points. Minim- minimum. Because without them, it's a title fight between Arsenal and Liverpool. It's like 1989 again. 1991. Arsenal won both those. Times. So they had 24 points? Yeah. Bro, what the fuck? Who yeah. were the teams playing Everton? No, not 24 points. They had like a 14 points, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 14 points. Yeah, minus 10. Yeah. They were 14th place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I love yeah, that Jerome she, spot. Wow, if there were 24, them niggas would have been above United. I mean, United, 21 points. Yeah, the bottom of the table is ugly if you yeah, are here with four it's, points it's, it's and you still. I mean, what do you guys think about Vincent Company? Is he the first manager that's going to get fired? I you mean, know, last place. I think, I think they're trying to do something long term. So, yeah, whatever. That. Happens in the league, they're just trying to make that revenue and try to, you know, get the experience and then move on. But if he gets fired, that'd be interesting. They too yeah. young, honestly, for them to think that they were gonna stay up like that. I think a year back in the championship, if they don't have to sell too many of their players, it'll do them good. Yeah, because like he can, yeah, he can have more chemistry. You come back up, and then y'all all got a year of experience in the prem, and then you can try to go from there. The, it was just it was just kind of fucked up the way how it went because what I seen also is he lost a lot of the players that he had got because most of them were on loan. Mm-hmm. So you trying to get new players and then you end up having to get the young guys and they ain't gonna be the same level. So yeah. I think that's what really messed him up. Don't fire that guy. It's other guys get fired. <laughs> Ten Hog. Uh, well, they're they moving on up. They're the most informed team in the league. There you right? go. There you go. Say it. The They've, most informed team. Yeah, they won go. four of their last five. You know, still got a minus three goal difference, but hey, they're moving on up. But uh, speaking of another team struggling, <laughs> well, yesterday team USA against Trinidad and Tobago. Noah Powder got the red card in the 37th minute, and it still took over 45 minutes until... America scored finally. Ricardo Pepe in the 82nd. Then it became a storm. Anthony Robinson in the 88th and then or 86th, and Giovanni Reina in the 89th to make it 3-0 USA in the quarterfinals of the Concacaf Nations League. So, how did y'all feel about that performance and uh, the lineup? Greg Berhalter picked with the 4-2-3-1. I would say this first, Clay. The shit was so mid, it put Clay to sleep at halftime. Oh, well. 
Okay? <laughs> I was saying this, man. The lineup was trash. I understand that this competition really don't probably mean much. But Padres was not it. Tillman could not give you the finished product. It was not a good game from Dex. It wasn't a good game from Musa. Um, like, who was that? Uh, Florian? He need to get his shit together. Yeah, Balogun. Yeah. Like, if Pepe coming off the bench and scoring, what you think going to happen? Like, Pepe is Berhalter's boy. It's like, pay attention to what's going on, my boy. Like, that's why I look at it, but... The red card was stupid. Bridges pulled a Draymond. He wanted to go to the back. <laughs> it, it didn't make no sense. Like, like if you looked at it, it made no yeah. sense. So, yeah, that, that's what I mean, they got a lot of building to go, but young guys got to get some experience. Yeah, I remember the first half. It felt like I was watching a, a bunch of little mini Gokus. Everybody got blonde hairs. Hey. Like they wasn't turned up, though. Yeah. No creativity. Looking like Brazil when they just lost in the World Cup in the last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. No creativity, looking flat. Me and Marcus was like, you know, like, who's pulling the strings? It was number six. Mm-hmm. Just out there looking lost. But, again, <laughs> you know, I, I don't expect much from this team. It seemed like this is what... The, the B or the C team. So, I mean, they played a lot of strong players. It's A slash B because I would say the young dudes is young. Maligan played, Reina started, mm-hmm. Musa, McKinney, Robinson, yeah. Reen, Carter Vickers has been getting more runs starting and this. And Matt Turner started. But I was mad it's, about that. It's a lot of starters. I thought Miles Most... Robinson should have played instead of Vickers. Okay. I hear you. But it really wasn't no challenge. So, again, it was a It was disgusting, guys. 75% possession for the U.S. Guess how many shots Trinidad and Tobago got in the match? Should have been like three. Clayus, what do you guess? Maybe seven. One. So they only counted one? Yeah, it's only one that counted. One shot attempt. Zero shots on goal. America, how many shot attempts do y'all think they had? Oh, 30. 30. Or 15, probably. 26. Oh. And only eight on goal. 14 fouls, U.S., nine for Trinidad and Tobago. Ten corner kicks for the U.S. How many corner kicks do y'all think Trinidad and Tobago got? No, they got one before half, I thought. Same. This was nothing, man. America had to make no saves because they didn't even have a shot on goal. But the brother did make. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't. Yeah, this that was wasn't a disgrace. Are, are, are these real stats that you're reading? About? Yes, courtesy of ESPN FC. Yeah, yeah. And you were still up a man. Mm-hmm. But I said that. I said that as soon as the brother went off. I said, "Look, watch. They still not gonna be able to score because they were doing." What Chelsea was doing under Thomas when Clay was pretty much like, I'm done with him. Yeah. It was just the left, right, trying to play it left, right before you could recover. Yeah, the swing. They already back. They already parked the bus. So. But see, Balogun stayed on when Pepe came on and scored. Tillman went off, and then Paredes he went off for Aronson. He deserved to. Yeah. So technically, in this lineup, we all know on the left would be Pulisic. And then on the right, yeah, I think Pepe should get that. Or normally it would be Timothy Weah. So. 
Well and um Bally got a good chemistry, but shit, Well and Pepe got a good chemistry, so True. it's just gonna kinda be who in form. Yeah, and Rhea, you know, we'll see if is he do you think he should continue to be the creative fulcrum of the team over Pulisic when he's around or joke I made is to Clay is it's funny he had the black ball, bruh, for him to get his free reign. Mm. Because that's really what it is. Like, everybody getting blonde hair because he got blonde hair in the team. Like, he's the leader. Bro, we had the, the black brother, Anthony Robinson, with blonde hair. That shit made no sense. I mean, you already know. Fucking geek. The white boys run on USA soccer, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Salute, but hey, man, shout out to everybody that wants to dye their hair, man. God bless you. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. Who am I? Mark's mad in this future. Yeah, exactly, man. There's a lot of hey, purple hair. Uzi, what's next? <laughs> when Uzi first came out on SoundCloud, uh, 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 that type of joint, one night, that era, yeah, yeah I respect that. So, uh, you know, let's might as well get into music. Uh Drake dropped his deluxe, you know, six tracks, production from The Alchemist, uh, vinyls, Overcast, Little Yachty. Why uh, did why did he why did he pull the young thug? I do not like that trend. Do y'all fuck with this? The put in the all the old songs in the beginning, and, and the, then the new shit at the end. No, you gotta secure the streams. Or just put the new shit in the no, beginning. Secure the streams. That's what yeah, Uzi uh, started. Or do the key. Do the key. Yeah. Just mix that shit in. Yeah, I've seen like Destroy Lonely did that too for his deluxe, mm-hmm. and I like how he did that. But uh, yeah, Drake made it separate. Uh, Red Button stories about my brother. The shoe fits. Sick track. Wick Man. The Alchemist joint. Evil Ways with J Cole and You Broke My Heart. It's another. I think. Personally, all these songs are better than what he put on the original album. Even though I like Rich Baby, Daddy, that joint rocks at functions. And uh, I don't give a fuck with ye, that joint be rocking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then First Person Shooter is cool. I, I respect it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a Bahamas. The, I fuck with that. Even though like some of the songs that were sap songs, I actually fuck with. because like, He should have let uh, Chief Keep go longer on all of the parties. He actually has a longer verse, but uh, Drake was scared of getting renegaded. Oh, it's kind of like the time when he didn't finish Never Satisfied. Because no, he oh, knew yeah. Future ripped him on the track. So do you? So are y'all in agreement that he got ripped so bad in the first person shooter, that's why he just went with a whole different style? Yeah, I think, I think he was like, basically... Drake has been around Future and 21 so long that he wants to be more of a stylist now and, you know, swag and stun to have flow and flavor on, on shit. He doesn't want to do the lyrical shit anymore. Mm-hmm. While J. Cole is still hungry trying to be the number one MC in the world, I think Drake, that's why on Evil Ways, that's why he's like, all right, nigga, fine, I'll do a lyrical <laughs> song, damn. Let's go back and forth like Jada and Styles. Mm-hmm. And that joint was tight. Using the same flow, going back and forth. J. Cole said he was they was in Atlanta and he had his head posted up like the Braves. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, from Hey, shout out to Runner Clean. MVP forty seventy. Come on, man. Forty home runs, seventy stolen bases, it's only right unanimous MVP. Big Bravos, man. And Shohai Otani, another unanimous MVP, a pitcher leading the AL and homers. Might come, might come, man. Yeah, hey man, if y'all get if y'all get him, hey, growing up. 
We also fooled with the Atlanta Braves, man. TBS. My family, yeah, my family in Atlanta. I used to go there. My brother Duke used to live there. Yeah, I used to have the Braves fitted focus. I used to play for the Braves for a little bit. D'Lo was actually on my team, but I quit because we was trash. <laughs> and I was only on championship teams on that mo- at that moment, so I didn't want to ruin my record over there. But, uh, yeah, shout out to the Braves. You know, if y'all get Shohei Otani, that's special. But uh, Are we going to touch on that flute album, bro? Yeah, we're going to get there. But did y'all listen to the Drake Deluxe? I thought it was yeah, dope. Yeah, I started listening to it. It was cool. It's clay. I haven't got to it yet. I, I like I like it, man. I think um the joint, uh, let me see again. Uh, yeah, the shoe fits. I like the perspective he raps from, you know, storytelling, you know, talking about how youngins are moving out here, how men are moving out here. And the story ends with James Harden being the sniper off the court. You know, that is, so check it out. Look forward to that. Like I said, Wickman is the alchemist beat. That's where he throws shots at, pushes T's. You that know. bar was weak. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, Pusha T has been whooping Drake's ass for years. And nothing he can say can he can't he's not good enough with, at this stuff because for me I think if you look at the totality of his career he's a top five rapper of all time yeah, of his longevity but when it comes to battling Pusha T because he's won battles before he beat Common he beat Meek but he can't beat that Virginia Beach boy look look he sucked his teeth he sucked his teeth with the Common and Meek victories look at the victories I ain't gonna Meek. lie. The the Meek Chill was a call. Common is a legend. He beat he beat Ice Cube in a battle before. Yeah. All right, but the Meek but he was there. You can't the drag. The Meek Chill <laughs> was was not. Come on. The oh, he beat just... Kia Shine too. Oh, come, oh, come on, man. Remember that? Remember that beat? Four of them was beating. It's like it's like how it's like how Eminem used to be beefing with niggas like Everlast and them and ICP. Lovoys and Benzino. Look who Eminem was beefing with, Benzino. Because of a magazine. Yeah, sick. But yeah, I think that this project is dope. I think you'll fool with it. But um, yeah, let's talk about uh, because you know. I will say this: I listened to Kylie Grove too. Also. I w- I was listening to that on the way here, and I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's funny how. Uh, 50 is narrating the album. That's what makes and it And he used to have beef with Wayne, remember? That's what makes it funny. When, when Wayne talked about, oh, I'm a water pudding in your, your vitamin water. Yeah, I'm a geek. He used to, hey, because, you know, it was, but it's tight. I do like it. It's funny how, like, 50 not being, like, the king of power and shit like that. Niggas want him to narrate. And they know he's a real street legend. Is he so. becoming a new Morgan Freeman? Yeah, kind of, hey, hey, man. Hey. I was... Right when I pulled up, I was on track 13, Oprah and Gail with Benny. So, yeah, I know they're going to go crazy. I like their dynamic. It's, I'm going to compare it to Step Brothers. Mmm, Don Trippin' Starlito. Oh, yeah, you know the game. Come on, man. Yeah, you know the culture. Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior yeah, shit. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because Titi has adapted the Wayne laid back for a little mm-hmm. bit more on this joint. So, that dynamic of them bouncing it off is down to dope. And because, to me, right now, Wayne, is sound refresh as fuck. And yeah. I think it's because 2 Chains is picking that production. You can tell he's leading it. And, and a lot of Wayne's issues with his projects, it's been quality control because we know he has the talent. But in his young era, you know, growing up on the Hot Boys, they peak. Manny Fresh is picking the track list. You can trust him. He's a legendary producer he knows how to do shit and then afterwards 
when he leaves and they make Carter two, Carter three, that's when Tez, his manager, Tez, you was helping twist. more Mac Main and then all them. Yeah, them niggas helping. And then you can tell after that, when Tez left, that's when his albums weren't as good, the quality. But then now you see with Two Chains, you can see like, oh, he got Manny Fresh. They redid basically Big Balling with 21. That joint was mm-hmm. tight. And then they got uh, Crit. Manny Fresh and DJ Paul made a beat. We need a new Bangladesh Chris. made a focus beat. We need a like, Crit CD. Yeah, yeah, it. man. They like I like the how like you said like they bouncing back and forth because y'all know they've been both known as like great punchline rappers yeah. and lyricists from the south that northern people respect and shit. So like they have that swag, that bounce. They ought to too. They mm-hmm. ought to too. That if you think about it, if you talk to a New York person. If you talk to a New York person, Tit is always one of the the Titty Boy era is when folks start start well two chains I guess era yeah when it became yeah from True Religion and based on a true story my brother Duke fucks with two chains seven he was fucking with boats too heavy a lot of people slept on that album I gotta that find it Charles Smith off that CD mm. yeah your boy was beating that too bad yeah. <laughs> Tit offered to pay for it on on, on Twitter at that time I worry it's tight yeah. Look at us. We playing Fordham at the Virgin Islands. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we don't have Bankston no more. He's in your Oh, the, the, Shout the, out Chris the, center, the center guard? Yeah, the guy that used to irritate me, but he's going crazy in your. What punching. about the point? What about the point guard? Did he go somewhere? Yeah, yeah. He's overseas too, man. And the bag is over there. Bro. Yeah, man. I'm so. watching the Euro League low key. It's hard Whoa. as hell to catch, but. Yeah, it is trippy, but uh, did you finish the uh, Welcome to Collie Grove album, or what track did you stop on? I stopped. Damn near, probably only a record that you said. Okay. Me. I like the track they did on uh, with Fabulous Pretty Pussy Award, you know, PPA. You know, they tried to they tried to re- <laughs> they tried to go back with that Usher one. I felt like yeah, that, that was, wasn't bad. It was okay. I was like, I see what y'all are doing. Yeah, and um, it's funny. Fabulous is also on the Rick Ross and Meek album. And how did you feel about that scene? That joint was, was, was side. It goes back to what I think I told both. They try to make it was the same thing. They don't want to be lyrical. They just want to have fun, swag, be outside mm-hmm. music. And it was okay, but it wasn't what it should have been. Like they can't unlock can't that old do, anthem era. I can't do a whole because they passed their prime. Yeah. I can't do a whole meek CD. I think if it was Meek in like 2011, 2012, and like Rose Red. Yeah, like think about if Meek and Rick Ross made an album like if Tupac Back was one of the singles and like uh, remember the Ooh, Don't Panic a hundred keys up in the attic. like the OMMG like Meek on those joints like the, but you can tell they like it's you know how they said they Kobe and Shaq yeah eh, it's not no, Kobe and no, Shaq no. you know it's not Kobe and Shaq it's more like a it's more like if you seen a uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Charles and Clyde Drexler in 97, 98 go with, with Pippen. I, I was going to go with the first disc. Go ahead. Rasheed and Bonzi. Oh, in Portland? Oh, chill, chill. That's what level it is. They was at least going to the conference finals. With this one, I, I think they're playing <laughs> team. Hey. But, but Ross, I ain't going to lie. It's some verses on there with Ross because I, I guess – like, I've always felt with Ross on like the his feature verse because that's what these verses to me feel like. It's not a real none of these sound yeah, like it's under cooks. Yeah, it's like it's a rush project. Yeah, it's yeah. like Meek do the song. Just and I'm for the bag. Yeah, exactly. 
You can tell he just said, hey, come to Miami, let's yeah. knock this out real Cause quick. Because you already got a whole song with Meek and Rari on, and then you just add, you can tell you just added Ross on that. That that future hook sounds old as hell. Sounds oh, yeah. like Black Woodstock era. Oh, yeah. I'm in love with the money, straight up. But I fucked with the hook. I was like, hey, I wish he... But he didn't let him have a verse. That's how I know it's old. Future yeah. isn't going to give him a nah, verse yeah. right now. And and that's why I think Meek didn't want to get on it. Why didn't Meek get on the song with Wale? Wale sounded like he was rapping like he thought Meek was going to be on it. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. I don't re- you, y'all know I don't really fuck with Wale. Mm. But Wale kind of went hard. He did his thing, man. He, he, went, he, at he, Jones. he went at Jim Jones. I don't know if niggas caught that bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did about Nike okay. Boots. Yeah, yeah, he did. I have did. to let you know this he history, did. really. Yeah, yeah, like, he did. I fuck with that. Because, yeah, yeah, Jim Jones be trying to act like, these, like New York. Bro, I got, no, I got no respect. Nike Boots. We got no respect. And, and DC stole it from them. Yeah, yeah sick. got no respect when, D, He's when a the villain. boy came on there with the clear Air Force One. And I, I'm telling you, we was wearing fitted like rock star shirts before them. I'm not. Yo. I'm telling you, if you, sure? I, I got a picture because I was wearing. I have a picture when I'm a, a freshman year in high school. I'm wearing a two three XL Biggie T. Yeah, with the fit. And then the next year, sophomore year, I wear a fitted Jimi Hendrix shirt. Fit. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying the next year, this 2006, well, we're 15, wearing fitted shirt, wearing rock star shit. Yeah. Before Jim Jones, we fly high. Yeah. That's the next year, 07. Them niggas was coming down here seeing sauce. I was going to say, they know. Just, Come on. on. on shop, boys. You already know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's rock star lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Niggas was doing that in Atlanta, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. On the East Coast, I know New York was like, oh, okay. Because you know they was just rocking the, the polo tees. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And they was on the jerseys heavy until Jay-Z told them to stop and they listened. No more throwbacks. I was still wearing jerseys. I didn't care. I still wear jer- I'm wearing a jersey right now. I, I just love wearing jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man. But yeah, man. Hey, ducks. Ah, airballing threes. NSU, it's going to be a sick year. Missing the, missing the rim on putbacks. Money to get you in the game. Ah, we got an injury on the floor. Damn. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Is Leonard still a coach? Yeah. yeah, he's still an assistant over there. Shout out Leonard Fairley. We went to school with him. He started on the uh, Spartan Echo, the school newspaper with me when I was a sports Ooh. editor. He was one of the writers, Ooh. became a team manager with the basketball team and now worked his way up to become an assistant coach. Got multiple rings. You know, shout out to Leonard. You know, he's a legend, man. And Amiro Don. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, and I was an Amiro legend myself, low-key. Hey, I coached two times. We made the playoffs. The one year I didn't coach niggas, they ain't make the playoffs. <laughs> That's why they brought me back the following year. That's all right, man. Because they used to hate on me like I was. I was like, they was like, man, you don't be trying to say too much. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just... I know what. Come on, man. But hey, man, hey, that's another step for another day. This is this is sick, man. NSU, we look. Oh, okay. Import blocking. (laughs) Oh man. I feel my wrist feel like Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Bryan is the guard's name. For some reason, I was glitching. Yeah. Joe Bryan, he was MIAC Player of the Year. All that, man. Very legendary baller for us. And shout out Penny Williams, another legendary guard and Kyle Quinn, all that era. Huh? Ain't he still in Italy? Who, uh, Penny? Yeah, yeah Penny's still over there. Yeah, man, he's doing his thing, man. So, Family so man. For sure. But uh, 
on the way out, man. Uh, what are your plans for the weekend, Marcus? You know, without saying too much, but, but saying something, you know, what what do you plan on? This is not your first time in the DMV area. Definitely not your last. But uh, what what do you plan on getting into? It's nice weather today. Gets a little chilly the next couple of days, but it's still going to be nice enough to be active outside. So, hey, man. I'm on my R&B mixtape. Playing my flute music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Forgot. But I do got a couple of link-ups with my famo that we got to do before. You know, I did get to see Dan. For sure. But I do got to see the homie B. Shit, if, if, if in the process I can see Zeke and them, it'll be, yeah. that'll be cool. Shit, yeah. if Jamar, what is, how far is Jamar? I think he said he was going to try to pull up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I know Jamar be out here goddamn working us, and he got time. Yeah, but yeah, he'll pull up tomorrow for sure. Yeah, he said he'll pull up for a couple hours. And then all the young bucks, they already said they leaving town. I heard Mike Mike say in goddamn Texas. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a cowboy, you know. Hey, man, I was a little. You say so what? Oh, I want niggas to know I was a part of the AKT meetings yesterday. Also, (laughs) okay. I'm gonna Shout out KT. Quack, I'm sending you my notes. Hey. I won't be able to volunteer. Don't volunteer me either. <laughs> hey, man. Going back to zone three. <laughs> that going back to the city. But uh That flute, that flute though, that yeah, flute 3, music. So I looked at the GQ interview beforehand. Yeah, like, I like, watched it and I read the NPR interview. I gotta read read that one. I saw you did one with the Guardian too. I gotta read that. Yeah, I gotta read the other material. But from what the GQ joint was saying. Like I, it's kind of mo- a trend I've been hearing a lot with folks. They don't really like being celebrities. He like wanted to be outside, be himself. Uh, he really don't care about his fashion. He mm. like his everyday routine. And playing the flute is just something new to him. It come more natural to him than. And he not only playing the flute, he playing other woodwinds. Mm-hmm. And like it's just and pretty much like in a quartet or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Four people, three other people playing with him sometimes. For, but yeah. So it's like an experiment of him learning the instrument and we learning it with him. Mm-hmm. And like kind of, I thought what was funny was he caught that people was out here recording him. He didn't like that shit. And he was like, all right, let me go ahead and record and put it out here in the world. So this is mm-hmm. not a thing. And he kind of, since to me is like he recorded this shit so people could leave him the fuck alone again. I recorded an album. Contrabass flutes, Mayan flutes, bamboo flutes. Yeah, whether powered by wind or by breath. Hey, man, got digital flutes. Hey, man, he's doing all type of Which, things. What was the name of the digital flute? I had one of them joints before. Word. I don't know, but uh, the main guy working with them, the executive producer, Carlos Nino, you know, he's a Los Angeles percussionist, and uh, he helped a lot. A lot. Another guy also was... He gave us a gem also. He said he released a record under Alias for oh, a yeah. major art. Yeah, people know he performed on the James Blake song that he rapped on. He played flute on that, but we don't know what I else. I feel like he done did some shit on Tyler Ortiz. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Maybe, I, yeah. I might get a part I mean, of that. He's doing that too, though. Yeah. Under the fake Alias. Remember yeah. Uzi released that whole damn CD under a fake Alias. Uh, which he one? did it too. He dropped the, uh, he, re- he released the joint on Spotify early under a fake alias. Mm-hmm. And oh he- yeah, another SoundCloud joint, mm-hmm. not his official joint. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Wizkid perform uh, dropped the EP under the alias Starboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That joint was Focus Sound Man Volume One. That was the that might precursor the to Made in Lagos. Yeah, that's it's the best shit. Yeah, that and Made in Lagos are his two best projects. Yeah, yeah that's, those are two classics back to back for real. Cause that blow, hey, I was in Washington when that joint dropped, and when I took it to Olympia, Seattle, Tacoma, where the black girls and Africans were, and you play that joint, you have my son there. Hey man, that shit had punches, rockers. But yeah, uh, New Blue Sun is their three thousand album. Uh, the other artists that work with them are guitarist Nate Mercenio and keyboardist Surya Botufasina. So yeah, man, eight tracks, hundred twenty-eight minutes. So some songs are seventeen minutes, twelve minutes, thirteen. I was about to say it's like a ten-minute. Minimum. Yeah, it's a couple of tracks. One is like three minutes, one's like six minutes, but everything else is 10 plus. Yeah. And uh, 3000 said play a lower mid mid volume. No, no high volume, not banger music. So I played it mid. I was just on the computer pewing and I was just, you know, vibing with him. I'm like, all right. I was just basically listening to that and like working on the list that I'm going to be dropping on Friday. Um, Future turns 40, so I did my 40 favorite songs of his career so far. So he has 35 projects he's put out. So I'm picking one song from each project and then five random joints I can add on that. Did one of Clay's favorite record, Mason Margiela, made that? Yeah, made it. Yeah, that's my pick for no from No Sleep. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's a legendary Yeah, so yeah. So that's, that's the one you get so far. Mason Margiela... It's my pick from No Sleep, but it was tough too because I was thinking about Wolf. I was telling, I was telling Clay, I was thinking about Wolf, and then I was thinking about how can I not, you know, I was, hey man, I ain't gonna lie, how can I not? Yeah, like it was a beauty. Hey man, a lot of those joints, it was hard, man. Like for Hendrix, it was hard. For Honest, it was hard. Yeah. Oh, because for Honest, I had to pick between. T-shirt, I be you special. Oh, oh t- I don't oh, special. Yeah, I didn't say which one I picked. I'm just saying it was between those three. It was dangerous, man. It was sick. I had, I was sick going through it, but the three thousand album was helping me through The I be you, girls, good. Yeah, I was playing that you're heavy niggas. Like, bro, why are you playing? I'm like, nah, it's too next. It's too next, man. Yeah, so yeah, so we know it didn't make it. What's that? George did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Puffy Combs, they on you. Keefy D, brother, brother Love. Yeah, Brother Love, show me some yeah, love, man. Yeah, yeah. Remember what he said? They sniping, Brother yeah. Love. And now, you know, Cassidy, you know, is, you know, going at him with the heavy allegations of rape. Uh, forced drug usage, uh, forced sex acts, amongst other heinous crimes in a civil suit. And, um, you know, it's early, so we're not going to speculate. But throughout the years, a lot of people have said Puffy is a shady guy. And, you know, we'll see what comes out. But uh, I used to be a bad boy fan as a kid. And as I got older, I fell back from that stuff, you know. I was a bad boy nigga. I grew up in a neighborhood where with OGs named yeah. Noto, Shata, okay, mm-hmm. Bounty, okay, 
these are the name. This niggas naming themselves after their favorite artists. Okay, it makes sense. And and niggas was bumping Bad Boy Heavy. So like my first CD that my brother gave me, Nana, is Harlem World. Okay, and I was bumping uh, Life After Death and Ready to Die Heavy when I was in London. My brother, my cousin Joe, burned them joints for me. He burned me Pac too. I was bumping Pac Heavy too. So it's crazy. I used to be a big Biggie fan. My favorite rapper now, he's not even in my top five. Oh, wow. I had to, he has only two albums. It's just too many niggas that I like that have, he might not <laughs> be in my top 10 anymore, man. It's too many niggas that got too much material. You know how it is. It's like, when as music goes on, like Pac, he's still eternal because even though he is the same, he has five albums and a group album. One of them joints is a double album. All them posthumous shits. How about so much? What what Andre said he don't got? I don't got raps. Yeah, yeah. Pop, Pop did have extra raps. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot of me. And look, he says producers send him beats all the time. He still makes beats. Even young producers send him beats, but he doesn't get the spark, and it does suck because like Nas is one of my favorite rappers ever, and we've seen he had a new creative renaissance in the last three years, putting out six albums, winning. Yeah. A Grammy. So, so, the, so not to cut so, you off, nah, but no. what Tyler said, what he said Tyler said to him, I think that kind of is what Nas is showing. He said, you got to continue to rap while you old so we can see that we can do that shit. Yeah. Nas is really one of the only few that's kind of doing it with elegance right yeah. now. Yeah, he is because the King's Disease series is nice. Uh, Magic 1 is near classic for me. Two and three. Two and... Three. Three yeah. is... Three is... Uh, three is all right. But two is underwhelming. Hey, man. But uh, I think uh, he got nominated for Rap Album of the Year. Yeah, with Magic With, 3, with right? uh, King's Disease okay. 3. And that's the best one. I think, yeah, that's a top 10 Nas album. And I think Magic is arguably a top 5 Nas album. So, yeah, for you to have that level of work at the... Le- going on 50, like he j- just became 50 when he put out... Magic 3, and yeah, at first I was with you, like, eh, but then I listened to it again, I was like, nah, this is alright, and the song with Wayne goes, Wayne, Wayne cooks him, though. Yeah, he does, but, but uh, I, I like the stories he has, the, the beats he raps on, the Japanese soul bar, you gotta listen to that when you go overseas, Clay. Bump that Japanese soul bar, man, off the Magic 3. What was, uh... This is gonna be that folk, mm-hmm. yeah. What was the one? Was that the one that I, uh, that had the record from Old Boy that played? The on Jody C member joint goes too on the Magic Three. Magic Three, the one that had the, the guy with the cricket eye, that was on goddamn Jason's lyric, wasn't it? Nah, that's Magic Two, Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you got a song named Bokeem Woodbine <laughs> and Irvin Magic Johnson on the album played. It's two songs named after niggas, man. Look, and then Fifty gives you a fake tease. He raps like four bars and then just. Talks the rest of the song. The nigga didn't. I was like, hey, man. Because I want to hear this nigga 50 narrative. Yeah, yeah. You got to listen to Welcome to Collie Grove. You'll fuck with the album. Yeah, yeah. That joint's out. Yeah, man. But, hey, I hope y'all have fun tuning in. It was fun doing this. Uh, We still waiting for the Metro and Future album. Uh, Oh, yeah. Nah, before we disappear, we have to talk about Pink Panthers. Hold on, man. There's a lot of things going on, man. (laughs) Hey, man. The Pink Panthers album. It's crack, you know. Heaven, hey, hey we, we she need she might need to be nominated next time. Hey man, she definitely got cheated out, but it's all good. Heaven knows is the album dropped November tenth, but it's eternal. Hey, thirteen tracks, thirty four minutes. 
I personally like albums that are between a twenty to forty-five, fifty minutes. I'm cool. If if I'm a fan of yours, then yeah, give me an hour Especially plus. Especially depending on yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this joint is great. My favorite song is "Bury Me" with Kalila. Uh, Benny X on the beat. You know that boy Benny X been going crazy. Internet Baby is fire too. The drums on Ophelia is fire. It is I, yeah, I like "Nice to Meet You" with Central C. Calm, calm. I feel like Mosquito's dope. He, like, he could have given her a better verse in that track. Yeah, though. it was cool, but I I feel you. But hey, man, he was just trying to. It was be nice safe, and happy. Yeah, safe verse. But I like how I like how he ended the joint with a you know the line about how the youngin used to say that she, she wasn't like he wasn't her type. But now you're posting pictures of oh yeah. I wish I wish I was in those relationships of youngins with rappers. Yeah, yeah, it could have yeah. been with me. Real TRL vibes, you right. I mean, I wish if she was, you know, I, she is a real a real street girl because mm-hmm. she got Cash Cobain on the beat. I so clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, real, hey, shout out to that because bro, I'm locked Yeah, in. Cash Cobain and Charlie. I'm locked yeah, in. man, they they have that right. I like I called them the Claytis. I feel like they like the New York Travis Porter. Yeah, that's what they are basically. The world. See that? On the club drill vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that joint is. Yeah, man, they turn shit up. But uh, yeah, we getting Dog Twenty Six Thirteen right now. But yeah, the Pink Panthers album is fire. Check it out. Uh, she's a great singer m- melodically. She's advanced. She also produces. Uh, you know, she's giving you that real that real vibe. I like. Early the whole album is focused. It's, yeah, a pop, it's a real pop vibe. Yeah, Rema's yeah. on some opium shit. Is yeah, real. Is this something to sing? <laughs> I was like, what was he destroying lonely? <laughs> but he ripped it. He was in, in, in another life. Yeah. I was like, this shit should be an anime intro or yeah. some type of song. <laughs> it like, might be. Remember, she had a song with uh, Destroy Lonely, a single that she put out a few months ago. So, yeah, she's tapped in. She fucks with underground music. So, that's why she's working with Benny X, Cash Cobain. Destroy Lonely worked well. Rema's a star, man. He's a real star boy, but yeah, real star boy. Yeah, but she got him to try and experiment with his sound and do something different, just like Central C. Mm-hmm. And yeah, her verse wasn't advanced, but you're not supposed to have a you're not supposed to wrap your ass off yeah, on, on, on a Pink Panthers track. You're supposed to have flow and uh, sauce. But I mean, for real, if she was if she really wanted to make it go to the top, top Dave would have killed it. Yeah, Dave yeah, would have yeah, went yeah, stupid yeah. on that beat. That's who she should have gotten. They would have went crazy. Because, you know, he got the melodies, too. He could have kind of did her style a little bit. And then, like, you know, his tone is like, it will work yeah, on that. While Cynthia was trying to find it. And then the... Stealing her shit and trying to up the beat. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Clay, this, if you had to, you know, break down the album, how you enjoying it so far, what would you say, man, about Heaven Knows? Man, honestly, I feel like I became a huge Pink Panthers fan, but this album is pretty solid. I think Another Life, definitely solid. Ophelia was solid. Um, Yeah, I was kind of confused when they put The Boys Alive Part 2 at the end, but then I'm like, you know, y'all definitely just trying to run it up with the shit. Yeah, it was technically the the first single, you know. You know, the the remix, you know. That's why they put at the end, though, because it doesn't fit the complete vision of the album, you know, so they treat it like a unofficial bonus track, a if extra, you will, the outro. Extra. Yeah. yeah. Run them streams up. You Somebody know. should learn that NSG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, that album. Have you run back to that, Cletus? 
Yeah, a few times. Yeah. This is the one I fuck with it. Marcus. The, the energy prayer, I, I fuck with it. Yeah, it's certain records. I, Stella, yeah. like I ain't gonna lie, I listen to Stella in the gym. That shit is very motivating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you could tell. It's like, got some tracks, man. It's got some tracks, but like you said, COVID affected things, and you know, you can tell. Yeah, with like one artist, Genesis Sousu, he's an alternative artist that put out a project named Struggler, and that joint's dope. If you into like uh, if you into like turned up rap, alternative melodic R and B type shit. Rock type shit, he's dope. Uh, it's a concept album about like someone trying to survive an attack that God is having on the earth. Basically, like trying to basically talk about how COVID, you know, slowed down everything. We all live in this rat race, so we gotta grind, we gotta grind. But something happened, niggas had to sit down. So, like, what would happen if your world is against you and you're still trying to grind and live in this rat race? So, it's a cool album, like. That's a great album to work out to. Mm-hmm. You'll be, shit sound like Blade Runner type shit on some of them. <laughs> and his other album, Smiling With Gold Teeth, the mm-hmm. joint that came out before, hey, that joint's fire. It's got a lot of player shit on it for the youngins uh, and a lot of cool shit. Like, yeah, he's a dope artist. Check out Genesis Owusu. But yeah, man, uh, you fuck with the Pink Panthers album, Marcus? Yeah, I fuck with it because uh, I guess I give T credit. He put me on the shorty. And then um, I listened in. I kind of laughed at Central's uh, verse. Because like how you said, it was like, it's the line that Currency always said that I always laugh at when people do it. Like, when you mock, when you kind of copy what the fuck they do and you don't put your own spin on it. Yeah. Like, you're not being creative. Yeah, just, yeah. You Like, kind of how y'all said, they probably could have freaked that because they got multiple flows. Mm Mm-hmm. Central's still learning, so <coughs> I don't think he at that point now where we can be like, hey, you need to jump on Yeah, he's beat. just the young popping one, so that's that's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. But, so. I mean, the Rema joint, I actually fuck with. The other joints that y'all said, too, the OP or Ophrenage or, or whatever. Ophelia, yeah, yeah, that joint yeah, was yeah. solid. Again, like I said, it's just like a real pop vibe. Like yeah. That shit is like some shit that... My niece could listen to my nieces yeah. could listen to it and then I'll be casual with them playing. Like yeah. even though the lyrics ain't, ain't what they should be listening to, but yeah. hey, it was just some nice little safe vibes. Yeah. I listen to it at work and nobody don't even know what the hell going on. Yeah, it's relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, and uh I like how her albums are very concise and smooth. Uh she's inspired by garage music, drum and bass. You know, traditional UK bounce pop, but she also has American influences. That's why she's working with people like Cash Cobain, you know, Benny X, Destroy Lonely. So she's tapped into the culture. She's like 22, 23, so she has a bright future ahead of her. But uh, yeah, man, I think this is a nice place to start off. Oh, yeah, New Blue Sun, Cletus, are you going to listen to that? Oh. Andre 3000, a flute album. I already know it. Oh, all right. Nice, nice. I didn't know that was an official name. I yeah. just thought it was a flute, you know? <laughs> yeah. already been downloaded. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, New Blue Sun. Check it out, man. If you went to Relax Vibes, babe, man, y'all stay blessed. Marcus, it's a pleasure to have you on the joint live, you know. I think this is your debut on The Last Dan, right? 
Nah, this ain't my second or third. Time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, damn! I forgot you been on. Forgot you been on. Yeah, the first in person. I forgot you already did the Dwayne Wave wheel, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm trying to do that motherfucking live. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that's coming soon, man. If it was last week, and you pulled up all, oh, but it's all good, man. <laughs> hey. So it's more moments like this, and for sure, this is the last Dan with Clay Marcus. Then we're going to holler at y'all next week on Champagne Soccer and on more things moving forward. Peace out. Y'all stay blessed. We out. You ain't got to get the hell out of here. <laughs>